What's up? True fans of Football Club Cincinnati. And what's up, world? It's your boy, Sway, from MTV News. Screaming infidelities and screaming we are back for episode 62 of Knifey Knifey Lion Lion Radio. Jonah, world-class <laughs> podcast host, joining me in the palatial studio overlooking this gorgeous city. Then Doran's together. Zach. Good day. We got voices. Good day. <coughs> also joining me from the far east side, it's Nick from soccer. <laughs> Hi, people. Uh, for some reason, I thought it might be inappropriate if I used the sound effect, but me saying it is funny, right? <laughs> Nick? Hi. So nice. We did it twice. Today we have two losses to talk about, but they don't feel the same, do they? Yeah, there's the 1-0 shellacking laid on us by the former FCCers of St. Louis and the 2-0... 2-0 moral victory, but loss against the LA Galaxy featuring slow-walking Zlatan. Before you turn this podcast off, just know we'll only speak briefly about the Open Cup game. For some reason, that was the game where everyone truly jumped off the train. We'll touch on that, and then we'll get into the Galaxy game with a mixture of recap, recap and maybe a few FCC headlines. Then we'll pick our FCC Man. of the week. Maybe a Diggle Smash. We'll pull over to the closest rest stop to urinate and get a much needed Mountain Dew for the road with a brand new edition of And we'll arrive at our vacation home with a brand new Opery. Folks, outside of the brief joy we got from beating Louisville FC in an empty Nippert Stadium the other week, FCC fandom has been bleak. The anger after Wednesday's stale fart performance. <laughs> that's a mouthful. Wednesday's stale fart performance. Stale fart performance in St. Louis was at a post-catch all-time high. The cynics would say that Saturday was more the same, but I say nay. Nay! Goalless, yes, but the, fa- the faint whisper of future joy was heard, and I remain excited for this wild ride of mostly losses, but hopefully some points. Ride with me, be my roller coaster seatmate, and be a friend. Nick, can you do that? I'm always your friend, and I'm always ready to have a seat next to you. Oh, what a wild ride. What are we talking about? I don't know. Zach, are you excited about the ride ahead? I Yes, I am excited. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but first, there's some... <laughs> Calm yourselves. We've got some important business to take care of, and we're going to do it live. Hey, SEC fans, are you listening? You better be. Can I talk with you again? Did you know... Did you know that you can show your pride? Guys, it's a whole new way with the new FCC Visa. Oh, baby. Debit card from First Financial Bank. You can. First Financial is the exclusive banking partner of FCC. So if you're with another bank that says they're exclusive banking partner with FCC, they can be sued. And they're just as committed to this club as you and I are. Definitely Nick, noted Rashawn hater. But not only does this card look awesome. 
It also gets you discounts on FCC tickets and merch. Just how much? You'll have to check it out for yourself, okay? Find out how to get yours and to see the account terms and conditions at bankatfirst.com backslash FC Cincinnati. First Financial Bank? Member FDIC. Have you gotten your first financial gift card? Wait, nope, debit card yet. Oh, sorry. I was just looking at this book called Did It Happen? But that happened. <laughs> Let me set that aside. Um, I've, I've yet to pick it up. So I'm working on it, okay? I'm working on it. You know, all the people are going to hear is Did It Happen? And they're going to wonder, what was he talking about? But if you know Nick, you already know. You already know. Zach, how about you? I know you said you lost all your, you got your wallet stolen with all your cards in it. Was it the first card you got back, an FCC debit card or maybe your social security <laughs> license? No, I still don't have a license. Do you have anything? Um, I did get my first financial debit card and uh, I can't wait to get a discount. really on. saved the day. Well, it sucks that we lost to St. Louis because now I can't wear any FC Cincinnati gear anymore. I don't know where I'm going to use the discount. (laughs) Uh, You can always burn it. Buy and burn. That's always been my philosophy. Buy and burn, yeah. I love it. All right, folks. Let's really fly through this open cup. Recap. FCC loses one to nil, one to zero to St. Louis, passing the cup set torch to a team full of former FCC players. Most painfully... Russell Cicerone, FCC anti-dazzled us for 90 minutes of joyless soccer and mercifully saved us from extra time, allowing a stoppage time goal. Nick, you joined me and Zach at Molly Malone's for this amazing game. Sum up your feelings, if you could, about the end of our non-historic Open Cup run. I really enjoyed watching the uh, second half on a telephone um, propped up on a bar stool. That was a lot of fun for those that don't know. The stream basically failed. But then again, I thought, dude, I really want to see us lose in the 93rd minute on a big screen. Maybe maybe it was easier to take on a, on a smaller screen, but not a very fun game to watch at all. I made a tweet about it essentially saying like, St. Louis, they're fucking coming at us, man. They're, it, was, it was going for the jugular with us. I mean, urgent soccer, taking people on one-on-one. You saw Russell, Russell Cicerone doing what... We always kind of uh, celebrated him for when he was with us, just taking people on, making things dangerous, putting us, our defenders on their back heels. And you know, they was giving them the front foot. I don't know the guy's name for St. Louis. We were all kind of like, uh, like, God, I fucking hate that guy. I forget his name. He was taking all the corners and raising yeah, his no, hand. Uh, it was number eight. Milton I, or something. Sounds Yeah, so that, that guy, right. like, I realized what was annoying me about him, and it was the fact that he was so animated and urgent on the field, and actually, at the after thinking about it, I'm like, you know, we had nobody like that on our team. It was just so lackadaisical, um, boring, predictable soccer, really. Um, so, don't really have a whole lot to say other than, you know, <laughs> the team that wanted it more got the game. Adi should definitely finish that one chance he had. Other than that, just a just a fucking disappointment, honestly. But you know, I didn't throw away all my FC gear yet, my FC Cincinnati gear. Whoa, I said oh, FC, oh, baby. I guess. Uh, you think uh, after Tolstoy wrote War and Peace, he was like, I didn't have much to say, okay? I just had to get this off my chest. <laughs> just real quick. Bear with me. Uh, 800 pages later. How about you, Zach? You were there. You uh, watched it. I was there. It felt weird to leave the house to go watch the game. And uh... <laughs> What can you say? <laughs> Probably won't do it again. Yeah. Uh, and, um... I mean, who are we kidding? The way we the way we are as a team, it wouldn't have probably gotten much prettier if we had 
squeaked out a result and we would be playing in Atlanta next week. Although we know how to get results there big time. And that felt like eight seasons ago. Cicerone definitely has some anger. He uh, was definitely playing with something to prove. I didn't know the uh, conditions on which he left. I assumed. I think it was a Koch move from what I heard as opposed to a, anyone else and i wonder if russell sees it the way that we see it where like oh jimmy's still on the team but you don't have a spot for me because that's fucking horseshit and uh i don't know i think he proved that some people don't think he's got an end product but he uh he teed it up for a few people that night and um yeah had no fear taking on anybody then on the flip side kakuta mane had a lot of fear about taking on matt boehner for whatever reason (laughs) um which was odd because if you watched last night which everybody did he wasn't afraid to attack them so maybe it was johan told him uh, you gotta watch out for boehner yes yeah. <laughs> he's, he's world class <laughs> i don't know what he's doing down there yeah i did hear from the people who traveled that all of the former fcc players came up to the traveling fans and applauded them and uh thank them for coming as if he didn't love russell enough but uh yeah anyone else anything before we move on our we're not the open cup Cinderella's of yore. We're truly corporate. Move along. Move Let's along. move along. All right. Well, uh, yesterday, big difference. Not in the scoreline so much, but uh, played the LA Galaxy at home. I don't know if you know this. Sold out crowd, baby. There was a lot of Zlatan fluffing before the game. Inquire front page. Zlatan. <laughs> Uh, Pat Brennan took a little guff from it, but you know he loved the Twitter interactions. Uh, Zach, I will say, or ask you first, Zlatan, not in his current form, but he is, is he the best player you've ever seen live? Yeah, well, let's think, shall we? <laughs> we got all day, baby. <laughs> I'm trying to think who, I went, I actually went hoping to see him play at PSG. So I saw Cavani played, um... I don't know. Yeah, the answer is probably yes. Probably yes. We saw Rabinho, who was uh, he had the potential to be great and never really lived up to it. Um, Zlatan's probably like a top twenty guy all time. All time, I don't know, but yeah, in, too, uh, too many soccer players in our soccer watching lifetime. I mean, for me, he's in my top five favorite players for sure. Maybe, maybe at the top. So you know, you kind of want to push back at all the Zlatan hype, but I mean, you know, you, you actually get to the game and you see him out there. First of all, he's fucking enormous. He is uh, even bigger than I thought he was. Towering above everyone. Strong presence. And you know, it is exciting to see yeah, him playing in Nippert. And, and I was uh, saying, I don't care how corny it is to be like hyped about an opposing team's player. I mean, this is the reason you want to be in the league is to see players like this and go up against like some of the best ever so i don't i don't give a fuck i'm not too fcc to be stoked yeah i mean i wasn't wearing his laton jersey or anything but yeah it was exciting nick what how was you how are you feeling you know finally get to seeing the big man in person you know i was excited um definitely a top five for me i think too in terms of people that i've seen play i uh got to see jurgen klinsman in his uh heyday back in 93 at the u.s gold cup um, but yeah, Zlatan's definitely up there. I mean, you just watch the highlights. Some of the shit he's done is just, this is beyond ridiculous. So, um, but well, definitely wasn't feeling good about the game after Wednesday night's performance. And uh, I didn't think we had a strong starting lineup. So I wasn't, wasn't feeling that good about it. But in, just, in terms of just seeing Zlatan 
Yes, absolutely. Like he, I was talking to Zach about him last night. He's the kind of guy like he seems to conserve his like energy, and he kind of picks his moments. And and we were kind of comparing him to Adi because Adi kind of will do the same thing to a degree where he picks his moments to be dangerous. And Zach brought the point like the only difference is Laton is like legitimately fucking dangerous when he chooses to, you know, and go in for a header or whatnot. But yes, I was expecting big things last night, and uh, I don't know. I don't think he really came through to be honest. Well, what I was just saying to Jonah was if they don't go two up early in the game, would he have played a completely different game? They were comfortable. So I think he probably was just like, oh, fuck it. Didn't really put a good shift in. We may never know. You never know. But speaking of that exciting lineup that uh, was bonerific to Nick, let's get into it. We have Bertone returning, I should say, Victor Uyoa, Nick Hagland, Zlatan Stopper. Deplan, Richie, Amaya, Alashe, Kakutamane, Justin Hoyt, Manu Ledesma, and oh baby, first start ever in the MLS, Rashawn. And um, you know, we definitely started off on the back foot. Let's just skip right up to the first goal. What's his name? Who's their goal scorer guy? The little guy? <laughs> yeah, hold on. There was a head- Boateng, Boateng. Right? There was a headline Boateng. about him. Oh, oh. And uh, this is in the LA Courier. Boatang, not the first drink in space, <laughs> but this guy had FCC seeing stars. <laughs> I was really hoping you bring the tang up. I'm sure a lot of our younger listeners have no idea what you're talking about. I dr- we drank tang often as youths. I remember having it like on vacation. Yeah, it I felt think like back, a vacation drink for some reason. You know, I'm pretty anal about what uh, what goes into my kid's body. Uh, man, mom really didn't care about our health, did she? <laughs> I ended up all right. <laughs> Just chugging uh, Tang. Tang is maybe the sunny the sunny D of its day, even though our day also <laughs> had sunny D in it. But um, yeah, the first goal, um, that Botang guy, he's shifty. He's quick. But uh, Nick, you remember anything else from the goal besides the shot? Anything of the buildup? Just, you know, worry that we're getting sliced up NYCFC style? Well, that guy was so quick on his feet. He's very agile. I mean, uh, he was making just extremely fucking extremely dangerous runs at us at all times putting pressure on and i think that's one of the most dangerous things about playing a team that has someone like zlatan on it is that there's so much attention and focus on him that if you have another really dangerous player like that then i think it gives that guy a little bit of freedom i mean there was times i would see zlatan was was being double teamed i'm not saying that it opened up all kinds of space for Boateng, but um but it definitely, I think, at times could take the focus off of him. The thing that I think was kind of annoying for me um, was that he was so short, but somehow, like, he was, like, bringing down all these aerial balls. And I was like, how is this possible, man? I mean, like, you know, Hagelin and DePlon and these guys, I mean, they, they have obvious height advantage over him, but he just somehow was finding a way to take all these balls down, get it on the ground, and take it at us. So, uh, But, yeah, I guess uh, half of the battle is timing your jumps and uh... – Little man timed him real good. We didn't have much time to uh, try to get one back. Was the Rashawn ended up being offsides, but this is probably where Rashawn hatred started. Uh, beautiful cross from Ledesma early in the game. Found a wide open Rashawn who um, missed the header, but I was relieved to see that he was offside, so <laughs> it didn't matter. But uh, that was the first of a few good chances he had. Um, we'll get near Rashawn hate in a little bit, but yeah, a few minutes after their first goal, a bit of boofing in the back between <laughs> BFFs. Nick Haglin and Matthew Deplan. They both, uh, ball gets bounced around and floats down to both of them. They both jump up for the ball and kind of bump into each other, leaving the ball to fall directly to LA Galaxy, who put another one in past 
Spence, Zach, the boofing. Yeah, it was pretty depressing, uh, especially so soon after their last goal. And um, I don't know. I wish you could blame the sun, but on that replay, <laughs> I think they're in the shadow. Uh, uh, they were. And, uh, you know, Fatai, he slid in to make the clearance right before that. And uh, you can't really blame him. I think it took a little deflection. Then, yeah, they didn't call each other off. And there it was. It's kind of a scuffed shot. Spencer got down, I guess, as fast as he could. Now, Fatai Lache starting at right, right back. back. And so the question there is, is it an indictment of Forrest Lasso that you don't want to play him in his position and have Justin Hoyt play right back? Or do you desperately... I actually read a headline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, oh, sorry, I was just bringing up Forrest Lasso. I was reading something today in the Christian Tribune, um, and it was basically saying, after prayer consultation... Lasso family and Jesus both wanted Lasso to get the start. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> classic headline. Did you see, this is not a joke, but Forrest Lasso's dad went pretty hard on Twitter. He's like, I've seen pretty good yeah, soccer games. How come, why isn't, he's been our best center back the last few weeks. Why isn't he playing? Whatever, whatever. Well, I tell you what, Forrest Lasso against um, good strikers, he's he's lost. <laughs> He's truly lost. Uh, he can win balls out of the air, but um, he gets turned around way too easy. That Boateng would have uh, had Lasso on his oh, butt. Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, dear God. Yeah. But uh, that being said, then you got Fatai Lache. He he was a little lost on the first goal. Now I remember it. He was a little um, lost kind of in general. He drifted in like way too far pretty often. And uh, so I was asking Nick, I was like, was Stanko, was that an experiment on Wednesday at right back? And he failed. You know, was that an audition, or did we always know that it was going to go to Fatai? It is odd when you got Force Lasso, he's a center back. Justin Hoyt, his natural position, you know, we all assume is at right back. But you'd rather have him play center and then have Fatai Lache play at right back, which, I don't know, it's interesting. You know, Johan wants us to play out of the back on the ground more than we do when Forrest is in there, and I think Justin Hoyt definitely is a better passer of the ball. I feel like that's got to be why. I don't know, man. It's weird. You could say they turned it off a little bit, LA, going up two goals. But, you know, we finally got a little bit of edge back in the game. We are able to, maybe they were letting us have more possession. We ended up at the game with like 65-35 possession, which is meaningless, obviously. But uh, we just played better after that. And because um, it felt like it was going to turn in, like I said, that New York City FC game where, was it 5-2 five, with uh, two own goals? But it felt like that was coming. It felt like it was going to rain goals down on us and, but uh, luckily that did not happen, and we kind of, if you go man for man down these rosters, I'll tell you what, they got us beat pretty much every position. But uh, we held our own for the rest, and I think we deserved a goal. The goal never came. Zach, who are some of your, your standout players in the game? Should we talk about Rashawn now, or should we save the candy for after the meal? <laughs> um, well, I, I do know, like, Rashawn in the first half, he was doing it for me. I'm not going to lie. He received the ball countless times with his back to goal in the exact position you would expect to find Adi. And he was able to hold on to it, ride out some challenges without going down and dish it off like quite a few times, not every time. And you could tell throughout the game, I think he did have some nerves to him. He did have kind of like an oh shit look on his face when a couple balls came into him when like there were good opportunities. Uh, there was one, he came onto a ball and kind of tried to curl it in the second half. And uh, he got caught between two minds, I guess. Yeah, for me, I thought he did all right. Nick, we've been, we, 
basically me I've been hyping Rashawn all year because <laughs> it's kind of like the backup quarterback situation he's the most popular guy on the team you're like because he's an untested resource I kept joking about him playing Quinnipiac he played at Quinnipiac <laughs> I knew something had to do with Quinnipiac but uh He's a Quinnipiac. What a weird word, legend. What exactly about Rashawn was not tasting as sweet as it tasted to me and Zach? Uh, everything Zach said is pretty much true. He was holding the ball well, giving us possession. He was playing hold-up striker at times, and and he was on it. And I agree, he did have like a kind of a nervous um, air about him. And so, you know, my my criticism probably a little unfair with him kind of stepping into this his first MLS start. I'm sure he had some nerves. And everything, but I think what it boiled down to for me was it's the context of where we're at right now with this team, and that is we don't have a fucking goal scorer. Like we can't fucking score goals, and it's so frustrating. And what I saw with Rashawn was he's a he's he busted his ass, which I I love. He was you know holding possession fairly well, but his finishing is not going to do it. Like he's not he's not the answer, and. I, from what I saw on on, on all his um, attempts on goal, it just he I just I didn't see it, and I, and I just I think it just let the frustration kind of get to me with him. Um, I think he he played well, but I just don't think he's going to be the guy that I don't know. I just don't think he can really play striker at this level. To be honest with you, he had a shot that was deflected by the Galaxy keeper, and it kind of gave us an opportunity. I mean, he was trying hard. It's not because of a lack of effort. I just don't think he has the skin, uh, the finishing skills that we need. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, hate is such a strong word. I don't, I don't hate the guy. Well, you did leave those voicemails. I don't know why I gave you his number in the first place. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's not besides the one that made the keeper had to make uh, a save on. There's nothing, nothing to argue with about the finishing we saw. He boofed a few balls, and um, so I don't know, maybe. Is he one of these guys who needs to see the ball go in and then he'll get some pokers in? I like that he was taking shots. He didn't look afraid to shoot, even though the, the end result was pretty poor. But uh, also where yeah, we are I agree now. with that 100%. Yeah, I'm sorry. I agree with that 100%. Actually, we were talking about that. He was one of the only guys that seemed to be putting some things on frame. It was getting very frustrating that we weren't even like testing this keeper at all. We were, we were, I mean, we were trying to serve crosses in pretty much all game, which is fine, but you know, have some hits. I mean, we just were not taking any shots. So yeah, I do agree. At least, at least he was taking some of those attempts. Yeah, and then when he went out, we don't have anyone else. <laughs> He's the only striker on the team currently. We put in so Kudamani goes to the middle, which uh, whatever. But uh, yeah, it says a lot about where we are with players being gone or play- players being hurt. I guess Adi's hurt enough to not even be on the bench, as, especially as long as Maddox is gone. I'd rather fail with Rashawn learning than honestly even Adi because he's not <laughs> he's not scoring any goals either. Or let's get two people up top or somebody playing off a striker or something. Yeah, I mean, is he the future striker of the club? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yes. Yes, he is. He's the brightest future on this team. But, I mean, he was our third third super draft pick in a, a draft that was called weak by most of the experts. So the fact he's starting in a game is either impressive for him or an indictment of how uh, how the mighty have fallen. But, uh, yeah, so for me, if, the, if, if our roster is the way it is right now, um, you know, let's – fuck, let's give more – let's give more Rashawn time. I think we have, we have to experiment with two up front at some point. Because these guys just, they just can't do it on their own. And also, how many times has Adi tried to flick a header 
in behind to who <laughs> to himself to himself <laughs> um that happens all the time like i don't know i don't know what they played i think he played as a lone striker probably in portland but uh if you watch his goals up there they're all within like the six yard box how many times has he ever been played a ball in the six yard box for fcc yeah, not a lot not a lot <laughs> not a lot at all like you know as much as you want to hate on him and i like you know his concrete first touch and whatever else uh we don't play to his strengths at all nick on the positive side second half you know you gotta say we were better even though we didn't get a goal what were some of your positive thoughts about the team compared to the open cup debacle well i mean we kind of took the approach that st louis had against us right i mean there was a sense of fucking urgency a sense of ball movement and uh there was a lot more passion i mean quite frankly and that's always just a wonderful thing to see when your team actually looks like they actually are out there and they give a shit and they're trying everything they can. I mean, they were trying everything in their fucking power to score and, and to, to really lay it on LA Galaxy. You can see the slow build start at the end of the first half. And then in the second half, it kind of came into full effect where, like, I felt like we were in total control of the game. And, you know, had we scored a goal early on, I mean, it's game on. I mean, it's, it's you know, we're right there in the, in the thick of things. I, I thought we were utilizing the, the flanks really well on that game. I think we were able to spread the Galaxy on their, in their back third, like drawing them out to our flanks and, uh, and opening up all that in, internal space on in the middle where we're able to have some penetrating passes and, and everything. So we were really exploiting their defense you know, at the end of the day, if you're just a, the better team, you don't take your foot off a of gas enough that you only have like 30% of the possession. Like, I, I, I think it was partly that, but it was also partly that we kind of came alive a little bit. And, and uh, that, was a real, that was a real joy to watch. The, the, the one thing I'm really taking away from it was Nick Haglin just absolutely fucking shut uh, Zlatan down. Was he trying his best? Eh, maybe not, but that was just... A truly awesome thing to see how frustrated Zlatan was getting with Nick. Um, and I, I thought other than that booth that he had uh, for their second goal, he had a just remarkable game. Zach, how about you? Say something positive about our more enjoyable second half. I mean, I think it was the first half as well from yeah, 15 minutes on. I thought we looked good. Frankie, as always, like showing for the ball, creating angles, moving the ball from side to side. Only a handful of times that we go back Maybe it was a lot, but comparatively, we didn't go back to Richie all that often. And I think every time we did, he nearly gave up a goal, <laughs> um, trying to like <laughs> dink it to the side with his feet. Uh, but so many times we didn't resort to going all the way back to the keeper. We were able to like keep our cool and move it around. But yeah, Nick Hagelin, I want to point out there was there's a moment in the second half, and you could tell like he's was really fucking hungry for us to get back in this game, and he uh, charged forward from the back. And just kept plowing through, uh, nearly lost it a couple of times and made it like almost to the touchline. And I don't know if we won a corner off that or something, but uh really got me fucking jazzed. <laughs> uh that was, a, that was a blue pill run. Yeah. And yeah, Frankie Maya, he uh he's Mr. Reliable out there. It was such a joy to watch. And uh, a couple of people pointed out that there was three people in Shalka gear watching the game. Are they there to are they scouting our boy? Do they want to take our boy away from us? My poor fiance. <laughs> I have lost my fiance. Um, yeah, I will fucking. Uh, that'd be sad. Even if, you know, yeah. he was uh, two DPs worth, you know. Let's, 
I hope we get get to keep some of the Frankie joy for a while. But, yeah, uh, Frankie, if you're sad being in Cincinnati, so far away from LA, don't go to Germany. That's that's even farther. <laughs> Do you know that's even farther? They don't even no. speak English as much. <laughs> he did. Uh, he let one rip in the first half. Well, why? But boy, did it have some movement on it. <laughs> it did. It looked good from behind. Uh, uh, um, yeah, it had some they zip often on it. Do. <laughs> had some zip on it. And uh, yeah, we stopped him. One, I was rewatching it. Um, Kakutamane really hurt me. We had like a fucking breakaway. I don't know. We stuffed them and broke the other way. And it was a two on two. And him and Rashawn and Kakutamane had a forest lasso touch. It was like two dribbles and the oh, third God, one went yeah. 10 feet away. I was like, oh, this yeah. was it. Yeah, he had, a, he had a few of those. We, man, we almost had him on the break a, a couple of times. Yeah, there were some frustrating moments. Um, well, one, Ledesma missed that header in the first half. It was an awkward bounce, I guess. And he couldn't get over the top of it after uh, Kakuta got down in the touchline there. In the second half, I don't know about you guys in 122, but. At least in 124, we all saw it. I think the whole stadium saw it. Ledesma would not tee up Bertone. He was wide open at the top of the box in the second half. And there's four Bertones in section 124 <laughs> last night. I saw Bertone's anger, so that must have been that play where he ended up playing a decent through ball. Yeah, but oh, Bertone was right there in so much space and screaming for it and like slapping my hands together. Like, hit him! Oh God! You should have seen the guy, <laughs> the guys in front of us with Bertone jerseys, uh, losing it. Oh uh, yeah, Manu. Manu. They started. They started. They started harassing the Ledesma family. <laughs> I know it was odd. And then like the uh, Amaya, Amaya's crew there, uh, they were all the exact same size as Amaya. And I don't know if they're brothers or family or what, but uh, it was cool. They were definitely. It's cool to see uh, how stoked they were to watch him play. But yeah. Two nothing final score. I saw one uh, for like the 80, 87th minute on. I was watching up at the top with my family trying to leave, but I saw Justin Hoyt make a a run through the middle and uh, asked for it to be played back from at the top of the box. And he didn't get it back. It was it it brought me back to the glory years last year where we had time to be like let's get Hoyt a goal you know let's spread it around let's let Justin get one and now we're like please just anyone final thoughts on the game uh, a little more progress this time and next week we're playing Minnesota which is the battle of we're not like Minnesota even though we are so uh how you feeling looking forward sir well I think that you know we've consistently shown that you know, even though we're not getting any results and not scoring goals that we actually had the capability of playing some pretty nice soccer at times. And I'm looking, I'm looking for a little upward boost here. I think that teams like this that go through a, a tough stretch can find a way to bounce back. And I think Minnesota United, that game is definitely an opportunity for them to do that. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm staying optimistic. You know, obviously, you know, we're not going to do anything this year, but I just want the tail end of this year to, to this be remembered for, the, for this team kind of stepping back up and starting to play some decent soccer and, and maybe starting to find some scoring it is due time i was telling nick last night and i think it's true and this is not uh an indictment on johan but johan 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 you can tell watching last night with well, these players i think if they're all on the same page and they all know what the plan is and all know where they should be and when and where to move and when there's just so much potential but you can tell we're not we don't have his idea yet because they're screaming the whole game and pointing. No one does. No one seems to know where to be, where the coaches want them to be. I mean, they are coaching way too much. You don't see that 
in the pros you work on in a practice, but they are pointing and screaming all game. You got to think, man, if you get all these guys actually on the same page, which obviously they're not, we are missing uh, a lot of players too. We got a, uh, we got like seven, seven starters. So yeah, there's a lot of reasons we got for some it. good excuses. I mean, you look at this squad, uh, you wouldn't expect them to be great, but yeah, that's true. If we, if we play, uh, if we were like amazingly coached, these guys are capable, especially of like a game like yesterday of getting some kind of result. But, uh, yeah, because I mean, hopefully those, it comes. Those three in the midfield, they've got it, right? It's nice to have Bertone back. Yeah. I miss the guy. But let's pick our player. Let's pick our player who will be named the FCC Man! of the week. Nick, you're last to speak, so your first answer. This one, you got to pick a guy. Who are you going to pick? I'm going to go with Nick Hagland. Um, haven't been the most supportive of him all year, but uh, yeah, I thought he was just, like Zach said, he really wanted to win and he was. You know, playing great balls and uh, shutting down Zlatan. So, yeah, I give it to Nick Haglund. Zach? Yeah, it's, for me, it's between him and Frankie, but I'll give it to Nick. Did Ledesma get man of the match? From He did, but we vote. people voted on that, I think. That was interesting. Uh, he was fine. He had some good balls. Um, sure, why not? He deserves it after just Nick just raking him over the coals game <laughs> after game, <laughs> making the guy embarrassed to have come here to Cincinnati wanting to retire so nick hagland you are this week's fcc Man. of the week and you get 50 dollars from nick because he owes you to start your own first financial fcc visa debit card that's all you need and now you'll get discounts on merch and so much more well maybe something else so much more uh, something to look forward to so congrats to you as far as uh this week's tickle smash I know I saw Zlatan go down some hilarious ways a few times. There definitely was some. Uh, the one that stands out to me is uh, Hoyt gave uh, Boateng a shove when we had a free kick. You know, he was a little too close. We're like, oh, baby. Yeah, give it to him. I think Hoyt had a Zlatan tackle in the box as well. I think somebody pointed that one out to me. I don't remember it. I'll take your word for it. It was great. <laughs> From the start of the game, we're like, oh, shit, we're in for it. And uh, I hope they're listening. They're not. But... uh God, these guys behind us really, really fucking annoying. And you hear this dude like, which one's the famous one? That tall one there. Abramovich, you fucking suck. And uh, he's not joking. <laughs> and uh, uh, just so loud, so annoying. My favorite, my favorite comment, my favorite comment from those guys was, yeah. So um, he was playing in like the European leagues in Germany somewhere, and uh, well, now I guess like he's playing over here in the United States. And I. I don't know. I guess that's like the quality over here is not as good. It's like, isn't that a step down? It's like, I don't want to be yeah, know, Mr. Know-it-all, but God, if you don't know shit, <laughs> shut the fuck up because I don't want to listen to that shut bullshit up. the whole game. And uh, yeah, just screaming at him like, I don't know. Some people come to these games and they know that there's like some banter or whatever. So they just want to heckle the whole time. It's like, no, nah, if you don't have any fucking wit, just shut the fuck up. Uh, God, these guys are painfully annoying. Yeah, like Ebert. Uh, like Ibrahim a bitch, you know? Like, if you're going to come in with shit like that, you know, just <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was you starting your <laughs> sentence. Yeah, while we're on the subject of uh, Ibrahim a bitch. Oh, that people like, uh, someone tweeted at, was it Laura Fall for like, yeah. I was like, I came to this game to see you. Oh, no. No, they're on side. The great Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and uh, I was thoroughly disappointed. I didn't care, like, win or lose. And uh, she's like, yeah, I think a lot of people were in the same boat. I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, we it's had like, like 20, yeah. 27,000 for shitty teams. It's not yeah, like, it's like, like there were people here for Zlatan that probably pushed it over the top for a sellout. But it's like, don't act like nobody ever came to uh, 
these games before. Brazil ties it up in the 63rd yeah. minute. Yeah. I mean, I could write a book about this stuff. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Nick, did you have any smashes before we move on? It probably was the Justin Hoyt one. Um, and uh, But then they, like, shook hands afterwards. Yeah. Or, like, so that was Hoyt patted so him on the back, Boateng on the back. Yeah, and it, so it, it, it dampened it for me a little bit. <laughs> I feel the same way every time he says something. <laughs> no, unrelated, Mike. Unrelated yawn. Um, but wow, we need we pull back, guys. We we need to pull back. It's time for um Kevin to save the show as usual. Kevin, give us your unfiltered, uncut, unbiased. Sure, new edition of Kevin's your time it starts right now if a u.s men's national team game starts at the exact same time at five mls games are going do they really count looking at mls's own website six of their leading stories have to do with the u.s men's national team with only three for their own product an army of teenagers played for fc dallas destroying toronto look for paxton pomacall to get into the u.s men's national team sooner rather than later he's better than almost every other option colorado drew vancouver so now we have to pretend that the rapids are any good with houston entire offense representing Honduras right now, Portland put a beating on them. This Brian Fernandez guy, pretty good. In the who gives a shit game of the week, Chicago Fire, Real Salt Lake drew one to one. They scored two goals in the first half and then headed home. And finally, the Sunday game, Columbus hosting Sporting Kansas City. I wonder if the Post-Dispatch puts Graham Zusi on the front of their newspaper. Hmm, that'd be interesting. You know, he's a big World Cup star and all. Oh, wait! Whoa! Whoa, baby. That was excellent. Love what you said about all of that stuff. Uh, Let's move on to... Popuri. Oh, I should say I had a headline about... (laughs) I see this now in my in my Google Doc. My headline about the Open Cup. This was from the Albany Epsteimers. It says, "Prank Wars 2019. Someone super glued the lid on our Open Cup." <laughs> what do you think, Nick? <laughs> what do you think? That's pretty good. Oh, uh, speaking of prank wars, it felt like Nick played a prank on me with uh, about one minute left of regulation. <laughs> Before St. Louis scored their goal, Nick's like, I'm going to order the biggest thing of fries they'll, <laughs> they'll give me. And of course, uh, <laughs> that big ass bowl of fries doesn't come out till the game's over. I was like, I can't just leave Nick <laughs> by himself here eating this giant bowl of fries. And I'm like, oh, I'll just share them with him. He fucking pours mustard in the bowl and puts vinegar all over the top. So I can't even like touch these things without wanting to puke. Um, <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself, Nick? Oh, uh, you're such such a gentleman to stay there. He's but he stood there with me. He stayed there until I ate this giant bowl of fries because he felt so bad. Like, but uh, yeah, don't uh, don't ever order a giant bowl of fries um, expecting it to go into extra time when in, in fact uh, does not a lot of times. That's <laughs> yeah, a very common occurrence. Jinx the hell out of yeah, us. Yeah, you did. You ordered those fries. I'm like, oh, the universe not so fast. Uh, but yeah, the first thing I wanted to uh, briefly speak of, because uh, we talked about the game probably longer than we should have. Um, after Wednesdays, I don't know if you guys were on the, the social medias. Wow. You would have thought um, we hadn't fired Kachet or anything, because the people, this is probably the most angry I had seen people 
since before Koch was fired. After this Open Cup game, people were irate. It caused me to get back to my blogging ways. Wrote a very, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but a very popular blog post about uh, how to be a pro- proper fan. Nick's cracking open a beer. It's about to get crazy. Zach, did you see some of these reactions online? People were upset. No, they're insane. And uh, then after last night, everyone's like, these guys play their heart out. I'm like, yeah, they can do that. <laughs> the thing with me, the thing with me, what I'm talking right now is um, we fired the coach. We hired a GM. We don't have a new coach yet. And um, the summer transfer window's not open. And what do you want us to do? There's nothing, you know, you kind of got to just uh, suck it up and... Uh, you know, deal with it at the moment. There's not anything they could do. Half of our players are gone. This is what it's going to be like sometimes. And yeah, I'd like them to give 100% effort. And I, maybe they did Wednesday and they just sucked. But uh, yeah, what else? You know, this is this is the way it is, people. So you don't need to jump off a ledge every time we have one of these performances because it probably won't be the last. And uh, it definitely wasn't the first. Yeah, like, oh, people were mad. People were furious that Adi walked off the field. In the 89th minute, like, oh, your fucking captain gives up the armband in the 89th minute and just was like, clearly he's fucking hurt. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Like, I don't want to be the guy who, like, runs to Adi's defense, but, like, here he is on a team that uh, gives him nothing. He's not going to score for us. <laughs> <laughs> just like, accept it. Just accept it. But, uh, my, what I would say is, these guys want to win. There's no way you can convince me that they don't want to win. Yeah, he's trying to get Demay fired too. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Adi, and uh, once again we have to come to his defense, which is crazy. We're in the upside down. So Adi posts uh, a nice little tweet about um, his boy Alvis Powell's wedding. He looked like he was part of part of the wedding in the on the the groom's side. Some pictures of Alvis and his bride and of the groomsmen. And who's underneath in the mentions talking? Uh, just talking about his OVI, tagging him in the tweets and stuff. Oh, well, it's two douchebags from... These guys are the fucking worst. And how much of a fucking loser do you have to be for me to be like, hey, lay off Adi about the OVI. We probably had the least sympathy of anybody. And then you got these fucking bloated clowns talking under in his mentions just like disgusting and these guys are the fucking worst i mean what else can you say zach do you want to <laughs> do you want to say anything you don't have to face these people but i didn't know you were gonna bring this up i don't care my name's zach i sit in 124 um yeah truly the worst like we didn't want Adi to stay on the team after that i thought uh like you gotta send a message cut him loose and uh he's posting about his teammate and friend, they've been teammates before, getting married, and you're gonna hop in there and just be a fucking prick. Well, I don't know, well, man. The thing that bugged me about it's an, it... It's truly, truly fucking embarrassing, and they've got no shame because they're just embarrassing humans. Ooh. France player, <laughs> put him on skates. Sorry, that ooh was perfectly timed with the game. But, uh, no, it's not a foul. That was a foul. But the thing that bugs me is they don't... Because Jeff Burning hates them. They got, they're hanging a fucking. This is who you want to associate with? Fucking blowhards like these douchebags. Go read these tweets and see if that's who you want to be associated with. Fucking pricks like this. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> 
makes you look like a buffoon. No, that's a problem with having such a large fan base is that uh, you're going to have some pricks. Or such a small, <laughs> if you have such a... It's just inappropriate, really. I mean, and there's nothing else I can really say that you guys didn't already say about that. Like, well, it's way off topic. Why are you dampening someone else's, you know, post about their wedding? Like, is it really that... Like, are you that, like, you, do you lack that much self-awareness that you yes. have to fucking make this kind of about you and and post something like that? I just, you know, get a fucking life. If you're, like, tagging players in your whininess about the game, like, you're doing it wrong. It's like, like if you thought that uh, Ledesma had a bad game, so you tag Ledesma in the tweet, like, hey, man, you need to do better out there. It's like, you just look like a buffoon. Yeah, you know? or the prick who yeah. waited after the game to make sure he let... Adi and them know how disappointing they've been. Yeah, like you really um, let down the traveling fans, but like you're just speaking for yourself. Yeah, but you make like, everyone fans look bad. Jesus Christ! I just, just wish to... just burn your season tickets and fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> print, print, print out the digital ones. <laughs> print out your barcodes. Print out your barcodes. Light them on fire. Light them on fire. Donate them to charity. Do. Throw your phone in the toilet and uh, pee on it. <laughs> get fucked. Uh, what else? Uh, Mikhail Vanderwerf. That's the rumored center back we're signing. Former uh, played for one of Gerard's uh, PSV Swope Rangers. I don't remember what his last name was called. So we've got some, re- some Dutch reinforcements coming in. Nick, did you hear about this? I did. You excited? I think it might help. More bad I news am. for the Lasso clan. <laughs> they have God on their side. Yeah, so at the end of the day, why does this even matter? There's glory awaiting us all. Um, Nick Haglin, do you think he's telling Forrest, like, sorry, bro, I just pray harder? <laughs> uh, I haven't, I mean, I'm just assuming Haglin's super Christian, but I he haven't is. actually seen him say anything. Maybe no. I'm not following his heart. No, he is, and so is Greg Garza. You, you think Haglin's got to be telling both of them, like, bros, I just pray harder. <laughs> Garza, what have you been doing? Uh, I'm confused about our press. Maybe you guys can answer this for me. I know they can only watch the first 15 minutes. Very aware of that. But how come every time Pat Brennan will be like, well, I didn't see, this is an example, I didn't see Kenny safe out there, so I don't know. Do they not? He's in Israel. Do they not get get to ask questions? Where's Kenny? I know I'm talking past tense here, but like, just ask. Instead of a month of like, I don't know, not sure, just ask. You think they'd at least give like a canned answer, which is still better than nothing. Like we're evaluating him every day, right? Yeah, something, right? We don't even hear that stuff, really. But uh, there's something I don't know going on here. No. (laughs) Great. (laughs) This woman in our section. Oh baby! As soon as Corbin Bones' penny came off, losing her shit, and she's so upset that we're not all starting to cheer, knowing that Corbin Bones is going to come on, and she's like. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Like, does anyone? Like, Hello, Corbett's coming on, and we're just like, yeah. We have nobody else on the team. What do you want? What do you want us to do? I don't know. Like, I know, like the first time Ledesma came on, as soon as he starts like taking, getting ready to come on, everyone's like, all right, all right, that's past. Yeah, and we weren't playing so horrible. That was like, oh, thank God, yeah. Corbin's coming on. Yeah. Um, Sorry, that's what this pod is going to turn into. Picking out specific people in the stands. <laughs> Honestly, I was kind of hoping McCabe would make his debut. Let's get fucking wild out there. So that know? was him. I pointed him out to Nick. I was like, who's this guy? Yeah. Know. It's got to be him. Star of a 50s sitcom, what he looks like. Nick, do you have any potpourri to throw in before we just get the hell out of here? Um, I really liked what you wrote about being a good fan and a bad fan. I thought oh, it was God hilarious. And... Uh, but um, 
I guess at the end of the day, you just got to stop writing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Less writing. You've written, I think, two things ever. Less writing, more uh, more songs. Yeah. Hey, like, yeah, that was perplexing, but uh, I yeah. laughed. I thought it was hilarious. Um, Zach, what about you? I'm sure I forgot something because, uh, man, there's so much but so little to talk about. Anything you wanted to add before we close the shop? <clears throat> no, I did have a little guilt last night because I did the rare thing and found a sitter for my kid because I thought, oh, it's probably going to rain. And, uh, oh, it was beautiful out there. <laughs> Gorgeous weather. <laughs> and I, for once, brought my two no, kids. No, he would have uh, loved to go. But, um, yeah, sorry. We talked way too much about soccer today. Oh, so stupid. Uh, I will say, when we left... or well, I, I, I do want... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go I, ahead. Just a final thought, if if I may take that right now. I don't, under, I, I don't understand what we were talking about with people just jumping off the bandwagon saying shit like, that's it, I'm done, blah, blah. Like... Fuck you, man. Like if that if if that's honestly if you've had that thought, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you've had the thought because the team's on a rough patch that eh, fuck this. I don't know if I really want to like support this team anymore, then don't fucking support the team. Then go fuck off somewhere because this is it's truly miraculous. Like I, I had a guy come up from Louisville that was a friend of a friend and he was walking behind the march and looking at this and he was like i just can't i can't believe this is like happening in cincinnati ohio and, and i think that most people listen to this podcast and us included we all feel the same way it's kind of like this weird dream that kind of came true i mean you know a lot of people played soccer their whole life me and zach you know growing up playing soccer this has always been something that we I, it was kind of beyond fathomable um growing up that we would ever have a team here so anyways yeah, I mean, we're shitty. We suck. But, like, if you're the kind of person that, because of the, we're not winning, you just don't want to be associated, like, then fuck off. You support a team through thick and thin. I get it. Like, the Bengals, you know, and the Reds, whatever. We've had decades of losing, whatever, and it, and it just becomes kind of insufferable at a certain point. But I don't know, man. I just don't get it. And if you're part of that fan base and you hear this, seriously, fuck off. Don't come back. We don't want you. That's that's my final thought. But keep listening. Oh wow! Yeah, just don't don't, don't stop listening, but stop yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. And stay for the songs. <laughs> it's also not a uh, we're just happy to be here. Take it's a uh, we get bummed when we lose and um, frustrated. It's still fucking fun. I don't understand. I don't understand it either. Um, and we made changes. So if you're saying you're done now, it's like you don't want to wait to see maybe who we you know what coach we hire what players we bring in next year yeah see it out it's like if you, if you didn't have fun like going bonkers at the louisville game or or last night i'm just confused what you're after oh i remember what i was gonna say before uh before nick spoke it was when uh mayor and the the children got up to leave they went up to the tall steps to play after like the 87th minute the woman behind mayor said oh i just want to say your kids did so great tonight thank you <laughs> they're quite well trained um like puppies and they were they didn't go crazy so good for them i guess it's happened when you give them uh, lollipops candy and frozen lemonade and stuff you can tame them for a while but uh thank you uh <laughs> it's my job <laughs> i'm a professional father i don't uh i don't uh zach please i don't spend my time away from my children like the other two gentlemen on this i am devoted it's what i do i'm a full-time dad i gave up the life of uh of an uh, of an amazon importer exporter it was lucrative i had health insurance but no i it was too important i wanted to be with my kids these guys don't care zach your final thoughts 
<laughs> love my kids. <laughs> Ignoring them now. What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? Hey, anything I say will just get me in trouble. I will say since it's Cincy Baby Talk time, gave Eli a bath on a Friday night. You know what he was doing in there? Thing with those balls again? <laughs> Bending over, pulling his <laughs> butt cheeks apart and saying his butthole is thirsty and <laughs> needs a drink. Where does this stuff come from? I don't know. It's like we're like, where is he learning that? Like he's not learning that anywhere. There's no way he's learning that anywhere. Um, his butthole is thirsty. Like, I don't even say butthole in front of him because I don't really want him to say it. Um, well, I know one little boy who's getting a bidet for Christmas. So he was, Eli, <laughs> it's coming your way. I went and picked him up after the game at you know 10:30 last night. He's still bouncing off the walls and uh, way past his bedtime. I was telling them about it, uh, his grandma and his mom's side and stuff. And uh, he was like, yeah. And then uh, my butt had a drink and then I farted and it was coming out. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you are own foul creature. <laughs> on that note. Cute as a button, though. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just want to say uh, to have Nick's back, you know, we're not trying to say who can or can't support the team. It's just uh, it's just confusion when it comes to like jumping ship. It's like, do you love this game? Do you like Cincinnati? <laughs> yeah, the I'm done. It's like, first of all, you're not. Obviously, you're full of shit. But uh, every single game, you still go into with a chance. We do. You know, like last night could have gone the other way. It could have for real. There's been like, man, that NYC game. That was that was a low point for me. I mean, we just got fucking ripped to shreds. We looked completely lost. But uh, in general, man. Just stick it out. Be cool. The thing that's confusing for me is like, you know, you're already making these like bold statements in the fucking expansion year, like halfway through the year, you know, going through management issues and everything else. And like, you don't take any of that into consideration. Like, it's just fuck this because we're not winning. I don't want to support this team. I don't know. Just have a little fucking faith or patience or something. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just bothersome to me. Like if you just want to jump ship, then fucking go. Don't make post about it. Like just fucking don't come back. It's like I left Facebook. I didn't make a post about it. Like Nick did. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never leave. Very true. My final thoughts. Hey, progress, Minnesota. That's the benchmark. Why not? I'll decide that. Should be a fun one. Middle of the afternoon. That means something. Why not? First place forever. Louisville never. They're still tweeting about us, guys. They still are tweeting about us. Adi forever. (laughs) Adi forever. Expungement forever. Rise together. Endeavor. Endeavor. Oh, sorry. Uh. Amelia, what's good? Yeah, Amelia, were you there? What's good? Hope your uh, stuffed animal's okay. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. What an ending. Goodbye. (laughs) Good night.